You're listening to the Sports Brothers Podcast by Sam and Brian Dostal. Everything sports, all the time. Dropkick Murphys, everybody. It's the Sports Brothers Podcast with Sam and Brian Dossler, and it is not Saturday, Thursday, July 2nd, and it is 9.53 a.m. Sam, this is probably our earliest podcast, at least in quite some time. I think when we first started, we did a lot of morning podcasts. We've been doing 9.53 p.m. podcasts. We have. A lot of those, but this is our earliest one in quite some time. Last summer, we did a lot of early ones. We did. All right, well, once again, this is the Sports Brothers Podcast, and today's show is going to be a lot of NBA free agency. That's all and everyone that's that's talking about right now. Where will LaMarcus Aldridge sign? Tyson Chandler, he's already signed with the Phoenix Suns, and Kevin Love, he is going back to Cleveland. And then it's Brian's Confessions Corner, and folks, if you're a Laker fan, I'm going to tell you why you shouldn't be surprised that these free agents are not going to your town. And that will be the update, including... Uh, two NL All-Star pitchers that are coming off the DL today. And Carlos Carrasco, the Indians pitcher, was one out away from no-hitter. Tough one last night. Uh, and then we'll do our bus uh, city tour stop where we try to find the best athlete of each major city. Being Sam and plugging us for a couple weeks now. And finally, today's the first day that we're going to do it. Um, and then we'll finish the show off with Stump the Bro. But before we get going, uh, make sure, not not today, but next Thursday, Nate Brown's going to have an article about the Sports Brothers and the Sports Brothers podcast in the Plainville Citizen next Thursday, so make sure you check that out and read all about that. We'll share it, too. We'll, we will. We'll share it through our uh, our Facebook page also. Excuse me, not our Facebook page, but we'll, our, our personal page. Facebook pages and our, our Twitter accounts. Follow us on Twitter. At Sport Brothers. That's us. Or at, at B underscore Dossler 5 and... At Sam Dosty 5. All right, well, let's get to NBA free agents. Over a billion dollars was spent on day one, Sam. And a lot of big names stayed, and a lot of big names went places. Uh, let's first start off with Kevin Love, five years, $110 million to stay in Cleveland. Uh, smart choice. Things didn't go as smoothly as he thought in that first season, but when you look at the landscape of the NBA, a lot of people said Los Angeles, where he played his college basketball at UCLA. But his best chance to win is in the Eastern Conference. It's a weaker league, and uh, why go? I mean, you're playing with the best player in the world, and why go play in a league on a team that's rebuilding in a league in a league that's already tougher to win? Exactly. If Kevin Love wants to win titles, and if he wants to win it sooner than later. At least on paper, you guys stay in Cleveland. I mean, he was put in a golden situation last year by being traded away from Minnesota, a place where we, you knew he wasn't going to be re-signing uh, this offseason. He goes to Cleveland basically a year early. Again, it's put in a perfect situation. He got that first taste of the NBA playoffs, and, and he said in a quote a few days ago, he said, after just feeling and sitting on the bench after game one of the NBA finals, he said, I need to stay here. I need to win, and he stays in Cleveland. Saying, despite the reports saying, "I'm," he said, "I'm going to stay," you know, at the beginning of the playoffs. Then there's reports saying he may leave, may go to Houston, may go to L.A. But again, he's staying in Cleveland. And um, like I said, I just think it's a good choice. It's uh, it's a really good fit, and I think they'll figure out a way to get him more involved as they move forward. Because people forget the Miami Heat; they weren't great that first year either they had their struggles and they ended up having a similar run to what this Cleveland team did uh this past year and this Cleveland team uh I mean with all the injuries they still won two games against this Golden State Warriors team in the finals and that's without Love and Kyrie Irving so you'd have to think that having Love and then hopefully Irving healthy will will push them over the top the Cavs also signed, re-signed Tristan Thompson to a five-year, $80 million deal and Amon Shumpert to four years, $40 million. Both want, LeBron both wanted those guys back. Uh, 
no surprise there. J.R. Smith expected to re-sign as well. Uh, let's see. Well, let's go to the other, the, the, the reigning NBA champs, Draymond Green, five years, $85 million. And, Sam, he actually signed a little bit late, if you will, uh, considering other free agents. He waited for the for the asking price of the market. He looked at a guy like Chris Middleton, who got a five-year, $70 million deal with the Milwaukee Bucks, and he says, eh, I want a little more, and he gets $15 more million. Well, he deserves it. You know, he, he's a huge piece, and first time going through free agency, and you should take a look at what the market has to offer. Uh, and at the But at the end of the day, can you imagine leaving what they have going in Golden State? They have such a good thing going. I know you want to go get your money, uh, but Draymond Green's not – he's never going to be the guy on a team. He'll never be a franchise player. He, no, he, he's never going to be the guy. He's going to be what he was this year, and he's going to be really good at it for a long time, I think. So he just keeps himself in that very comfortable position where uh, this Golden State team, I mean, they're going to be successful for a long time, and uh, keeping Green around is great. Of course, Green was first-team all-defensive team this past season and was second in defensive player of the year voting. Played center. Played center in the as, finals. A, as a, what, 6'9", yeah. 240 guy. It's amazing. Uh, Jimmy Butler and Mike Dunleavy, they stay put in Chicago. Uh, Jimmy Butler, more of the storyline there. Five years, $95 million. I was uh, a tad surprised that he – I don't know. There, just because you heard some, some rumors that he might leave. and He's the guy, I think, who can be a guy somewhere. He can be a team leader. Oh, he, absolutely. I mean, the I've loved him since his Marquette days. Uh, but I'm glad they're keeping that Chicago team around. Really hope that uh, Rose can be healthy all next year so we can really see what the Chicago team – uh, can do and I mean, hey, I think Fred Hoiberg, he's going to be a great, he's going to be a great NBA coach. I think. Paul Millsap, three years, fifty-nine million dollars. Same, he turned out a four-year, eighty million dollar deal from the Magic. So this guy really, really must have wanted to stay in Atlanta. Of course, coming off that great season. Where they well, I mean, won. can you blame them? They were the top seed in the East. They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and I mean, there's not much that's offered down in Orlando. I mean, no. you're not. You're not. You, maybe, maybe you help turn them into a playoff team because it. As a play, exactly, a playoff team, not an NBA championship team. Right, that's the difference. Right. I mean, you, you might be able to make them into a playoff team, but Millsap's also at the point where he's towards the end of his career. Uh, he's been around for a while now, and he wants to be in a situation where he can win. So I think a good place for him is to stay in Atlanta, and hopefully they can continue doing what they've done. They all, the Hawks also acquired Tiago Splitter from the Spurs. They'll eat up the Great rest piece. of the $60 million in his next two years. Really good sign or trade. So they got Horford, they got Splitter, and they keep Millsap. It's a pretty good front court there. Yeah, it is. Uh, it certainly makes them deeper, and it, it helps improve them as a team. And uh, you have to look at them outside of Cleveland, really, who else as one of the favorite, I mean, of course, Chicago, but other than those teams, uh, who else are the, the top teams in the East? You, you have to pencil them in, probably with Cleveland at one, Chicago at two if Rose is healthy, and Atlanta in that three spot for next year. Don't forget, Sam, nice segue here. Tamari Carroll signed with the Toronto Raptors. They're doing some big things as uh, free agency. He signs with Toronto four years, $52 million. I love this pickup because, yeah. because essentially the Raptors – they replaced Damari Carroll, with, or they replaced Amir Johnson with Damari Carroll, and and then that's a good move. You already have Joannes Valanciunas. Uh, you, you got Kyle Lowry. You got Demar Derozan, Terrence Ross. It's a pretty good squad up there up north. It is, um, and he has that toughness. He has that toughness quality. So, uh, I think you know Toronto came in with pretty high expectations, and I don't know that they really. Uh, yeah, reached those expectations this year, but I think Carroll's a nice piece. Uh, I still think Atlanta's going to be better than them, probably in that three spot, but I could see those two teams battling it out for that 3-4 seed uh, come playoff time. Uh, I think it just ma- it's, it's just going to matter how much of a loss is Carroll to Atlanta and how much of a gain is he. How much how much does he really quantify as far as the, as the win-loss column goes for both those teams. Because in many regards, for the Hawks last season, Damari Carroll was the heart and soul of this yeah. team, it, it seemed. And and he wasn't scoring the most points. I mean, he averaged 12 points. It's not terrible. But uh, he was the guy that was defending LeBron James in that Eastern Conference. And when he went down, that was just another big hit from And he, he's got a great motor. He, he's a guy who just goes, goes, goes. You remember him in his college days with Missouri, that full-court press. 
that the Tigers ran when he was there when they went to uh, the Elite Eight, losing to UConn. Um, did they lose to – yeah, yeah, losing to UConn in 2009. Um, so it, it's, he's a really good piece, and he definitely is good. He's not going to hurt that Toronto team. No, he's certainly not. Tyson Chandler, four years, $52 million. I think it, 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 at first it was a surprise that he went to Phoenix, but then you look more into the details, Sam. He's trying to recruit another guy, LaMarcus Aldridge, to Phoenix. Yeah, that would be a great <laughs> big uh, two-headed monster down low, especially because Chandler, he's known more of a defender. Great defender, and then Aldridge, more of an offensive player. So it would be a nice mix down low, and uh, still some good guards there in Phoenix, even though they've traded some away. And all of a sudden, they're turning themselves into a nice little team, and it pushes a guy like Plumley, uh, who is starting. He goes to the bench, and it just adds some depth. I, I don't think Aldridge is going to sign there, though. We'll talk about Aldridge in a few moments because that's that's a whole little segment in itself. Uh, let's see, Paul Pierce, three years, ten million, just a verbal agreement. Uh, maybe overnight it turned into a natural agreement. But, Sam, he reunites with Doc Rivers and will probably end up his career because when this contract is up, he's going to be 40 Three years, years. I'm surprised they yeah, gave, I was surprised lot. they gave him three years. Um, but And he took a discount. He could have got more from Washington. Uh, but I, I just think, again, it's his best chance to win probably. Oh, absolutely. So – He's going to go, and he's going to be a role I player. Thought he was, I thought he was going to go there last year, personally. Yeah, yeah. I was a little surprised he did end up with Washington. I, I it's a great, it's a great get for, for Los Angeles, without a doubt. Well, Knicks fans, you got a free agent. You got a big name dude coming to New York. If you haven't heard it yet this morning, you got Aaron Afalo going to the New York Knicks. Two Woo! years, sixteen million. Phil Jackson. Put him in. Just put him in the Knicks Hall of Fame as as a as a pres, president of operations, basketball operations. Just just put him there. Got my role player shooter, baby. There you go. That triangle offense is going to be running like a. It's going to be running like a. Aaron Afalo is going to flourish in this thing. He's going to be in, running for the MVP. He's going to be hitting so many outside shots. Yeah, yes. Right. Yes, all he right. is. Well, that that was that was a big Knicks. He is a good. He's been a he good is, NBA player, good and you know. He is. I think this Portland team this past year, if Wesley Matthews doesn't get hurt and you have a follow coming off the bench, I think they're a contender. They uh, looked really bad in that Houston series. They did. They did. Really bad. They were banged up, though. No, they didn't play Houston. Who did they play? Did they play? No, Houston was the year before. Yeah. Um, we both forget. Huh? This is good radio. This is. Uh, uh well, in other news, the Kings, they traded Jason Thompson, Carl Landry, Nick Skouskis, and a tw- 2018 first-round draft pick to the 76ers to free up cap space. Uh, no, Sam, there's really uh, no no surprise why they're doing it. They're trying to free up cap space to get guys like Rajon Rondo, Monte Ellis, or Wes Matthews, maybe trade to Marcus Cousins still, who knows. Uh, but it's I mean, just the Sixers, they send over uh, the rights of a couple overseas players. Uh, and you know this. I don't know what exactly you think of this trade. It's just one of those. It's like okay, like the Sixers. They got a couple more big men. That's all they need, right? They just need more centers. Uh, I guess they got a, a lottery pick in Nick Skouskis, who just last year from Michigan, uh, twenty eighteen first round draft pick. Hey, if the Kings keep sucking, that could be a, a, a another lottery pick. Uh, you know, it, you know. It, I don't know. It's <laughs> the Sixers in a deal. I, I don't know if I. It, they Whatever. get a guard. Yeah. They need a guard. I don't know. That's about, I don't, I, He's not a point guard, though. But he's still a guard. Yeah. Uh, Memphis. Memphis. There we go. Two banged-up teams in that series. Yeah, I, I, I've given up trying to figure out what the Sixers are doing. I think everybody kind of threw in the towel this year. I mean, I like the Jalil Okafor pick. Because, you had to pick him. Because you couldn't have let him go. It's a four. He could probably be the best out of those three bigs that you've taken. Uh, Nerland's Noel who I don't think is ever going to be a great offensive player in this league. Joel Embiid, who... Joel Embiid, who looks like he might be out for another season with that foot. And Okafor, I I think he's just an... He's a next-level talent. You couldn't pass up on that. So I, I don't play... I don't have any issue with that pick. It's the ones that follow that where they just went big, 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 big. And I don't know. Like, 
it, it's like it's almost like it's the, like in the video game when you just decide I'm gonna play with the uh, five, six, ten guys and see what happens. Just for the heck of it. Yeah, it's just it's. What are you going to do with and all of them? not to mention that everyone's talking about how this is turning into a shooter's league, and yet they just keep getting big men. So yeah. aren't you going in the opposite direction yeah, of that? Yeah, I don't know. And I, I think I give Sixers fans a lot of credit. I think they've shown a lot of patience. But I feel like, and the media, they've they've tended to give them, uh, okay, let's, let's see what they're doing here. But this year, this draft, it just everybody was just kind of like, Okay, this is this is getting a little ridiculous now. We'll mention Rondo rumors to the Kings. Uh, you know, Mike Kostas, he was on the podcast last week and he had some interesting comments. Well, you know, you, Carm- Carmelo Anthony played for George Carl, and Carmelo doesn't seem to be the easiest guy to coach in the league at times. And George Carl did a good job with Carmelo Anthony. J.R. Smith was very good in Denver. Yeah, but... I, I see what you're saying, but then again, Carmelo was a rookie. He was still younger. Now he's older. It was just and a he's, couple of years ago. It, it was. Three, it, it was well into Carmelo's career that it, George Carl was. Carl but was Rondo the coach. was coming at a time where he's at his, where he's showing yeah. his worst eye, where he is. He has, but I mean, where he's the most controversial. George Carl's been able to handle a guy like J.R. Smith as well. That's true. I mean, J.R. Smith was the Sixth Man of the Year under George Carl, so. Car, I mean, I don't know how well things are going with uh, with Demarcus, but you know, I'm sure that's awkward in practice. George Carl has had success handling these sorts of people in the past. Well, Marcus Aldridge, Sam, that'd be quite the team. R- Rondo and Cousins together. Oh, yeah, that's what Mike was saying last oh, podcast. Oh boy, Lamarcus he, Aldridge. He was great. You guys were good. Yeah, thank you. That was good. I love I love that soundbite. Just just get him out of town and all that. Anyways, let's try it again. LaMarcus Aldridge. Where's he going to go, Sam? He's not going to the Lakers. San Antonio. We're here in San Antonio and Phoenix as the two front runners. I think San Antonio. He was very, very impressed by the presentation of San Antonio. He's from Texas. He went to, to Texas in college. Wouldn't you be impressed by the presentation by San Antonio? Oh, yeah. As they walk out with their five rings, their oh, five yeah. championship trophies. And but the Lakers can do that, too. Not as recently. <laughs> 2011. They did win back to back. Or, uh, t- or uh, 2000. They won back to back in 09 yeah. and 10. 09 10, yeah. They could, but it's the Spurs, man. Pop. Isn't that? Isn't this a little strange though? If he does go to to San Antonio, because the Spurs, they they never get big time free agents. Well, they haven't needed to. Yeah. I, right. I mean, I guess you, you've had Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker in their prime for for years. They haven't needed to go out and get anyone. And the, those three guys, you never hear a peep about them re-signing with the exception of this year a little bit because they're kind of wavering on whether to come back. Still don't know if Mano Ginobili is going to come back, but they haven't needed to go out and get that big-name free agent. They've just plugged in these these other guys. Of course, they got Kawhi Leonard through the draft, and, and he's turning into a superstar, but they haven't needed to go out and chase the big-name free agents. They've had them every year, and they've re-signed their guys quietly. Should he go to... Phoenix. I think he should go to San Antonio. I do too, but should he go to Phoenix? Let's entertain this potential starting lineup. Brandon Knight, Eric Bledsoe, Marcus Morris, LaMarcus Aldridge, Tyson Chandler. It's a pretty good starting five in the Western Conference. It is. But yeah, I think he's... But it's... I mean... But then you could say Parker... uh, I mean, I I would imagine it'd be Parker... Green. Green, Leonard, Leonard, Duncan, and and, uh, Aldridge, and... Duncan has, what, one year, two at the most? I mean, I know we've been saying that for, like, seven seven years now. But he's going to be the guy down low eventually, and he's just going to plug into that rotation. They re-signed Danny Green. Uh, Kawhi Leonard re-upped with them. So they have a solid core moving forward. I I, I just think it's a no-brainer to go there and San Anto- go to San Antonio and, and become part of what the Spurs are. When he visited with the Lakers, he said that things didn't go well and he didn't, quote, didn't gel with Kobe Bryant. Should Kobe Bryant be allowed in these meetings anymore? <laughs> Probably not, especially because he's only going to be there another year. So what is exactly what, yeah. is, what does that do long term for LaMarcus Aldridge? You're going to be here for one year, right, a, a season where we don't know where it's going to go because we're coming off two of the worst seasons in franchise history. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, you, you got a rookie in D'Angelo Russell who's going to see a lot of playing time. You got a old injured Kobe who, you know, what's to say he's not going to get injured again because of of his injury thing? So, just I know he's Kobe Bryant, but you have to just kind of at some point cut him out of it. All right, well, that's going to lead to Brian's Confessions Corner, everybody. It's going to be a good one. Buckle up, everybody. It is time for Brian's Confessions Corner. Attention all Los Angeles Laker fans. Your team is no longer the cool kids on the block in Los Angeles. The last couple of years, you've been second to the Clippers, in the standings, not even making the playoffs. And in this NBA free agency, once again, your favorite team, your Lakers, takes a big, big whiff in free agency. And can you blame these free agents, honestly? Should we really, really be surprised that nobody wants to play for Byron Scott, Swaggy P., and a 36-year-old Kobe Bryant that's retiring after this year. Players were flocking to Los Angeles. They, Hollywood was at its best when Phil Jackson was there, when Shaq was there, and when Kobe was in his prime. After this offseason, the Lakers are going to be 0-5 in signing big free agents. Last year, they missed out on LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony. A few, if this was the Phil Jackson and, and Shaq era in them, they would have been in play with those two guys, two arguably two of the best players in the game. And this year, no LaMarcus Aldridge. He was unimpressed by your presentation. Didn't gel with Kobe. We just talked about it. No Kevin Love. The whole storyline, Kevin Love's going to come back to California where he grew up, and he's going to have a, a whole big reunion. That doesn't happen. And DeAndre Jordan. He's not going to Los Angeles either. But they got Jeremy Lin a few years back after he had his 15 seconds of fame in New York. They traded for Carlos Boozer. That's a big name. It's a big guy. Dwight Howard, a train wreck a few years back. Steve Nash, three years past his prime when he signed with the Lakers. You want to talk about your, your head coach, Byron Scott? First of all, Mike D'Antoni, his offense was a disaster. Couldn't play any, any kind of defense. Now, Mike Brown, Bernie, Bernie Bickerstaff was a coach for a couple of games for this team. But you look at Byron Scott, and last season he said that some of his players, he felt as though would shoot him behind his back. What free agent wants to come to that coach? What free agent wants to say, I want to play for that guy because those guys in the, in the Laker locker room, they trust him. They have fun with him. Why would any star go to L.A., the Lakers? They're not the cool kids in town anymore. It's all about the Clippers. And you know what? DeAndre Jordan may not even go back to Los Angeles to the Clippers. I think he will, but he may not even go there. Talked to a few Laker fans recently, and oh, they're so funny. They're, they're saying, you know, you know, next year or th- this year we're going to get Aldridge, and the, and the next year we're going to get maybe even Russell Westbrook or Kevin Durant. Get out of town. There is no way you're going to get these players because, again, what free agent, what star wants to play for the Los Angeles Lakers? What's the good reason? The last two years. They have sucked 27 and 55 in 2014, and then last year 21 wins. That's the fewest since nine, since the 1957-58 season when they were the Minneapolis Lakers. Minneapolis, not Los Angeles. They won 19 games that year. Who doesn't remember Larry Foss from that team? He was the leading scorer. Folks, I mean, we shouldn't be surprised by this. They have nothing to offer. D'Angelo Russell, Julius Randle, Jordan Clarkson, they've been forced to go to the Lakers because they got drafted by them. 
Those are your biggest names. Of course, you have Kobe Bryant, but he's not leaving town. He's not going to go to another team. A big whiff on this offseason for the Lakers. And it shouldn't be a surprise, but to everyone it is. To everyone it is, Sam. And and quite frankly, it, it shouldn't surprise really anybody. Yeah, no, you're right. I and I agree. You got passion up there. You got into that, huh? A little fired up on yeah. this uh on this Thursday morning. Yeah. It must be the fourth of July weekend coming. It must up. be, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I think one of the things that is way too built up is the the going home factor in decisions for these guys. Uh, I think that's something you hear way too often. That's you, you heard that is the big reason for Kevin Love. But Kevin Love's not even from Los Angeles. He spent a year there. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice city. It's always sunny. You can go to the beach, blah, blah, blah. Colin always talks about how it's a winter. Colin Coward always talks about how it's a winter league. So you want to be somewhere where it's sunny and warm. But he's not from there, you know. He's from the northwest corner of this country. So, I don't know. It's I agree. And, and I, I think Kobe's a big part of it. Byron Scott isn't exactly. I mean, uh, when, 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 you, when the coach says, I feel like that some of these players would shoot me behind my back, what does that say? What player wants to play for that coach? I can't think of any. I mean, who who's jumping on the bus saying, hey, let's go to Los Angeles? They, they, nobody. Speaking of the bus. Let's do it. This is going to be very exciting time. Uh, so basically what's happening, if you haven't heard already, Sam and I, we're going to take a city bus tour, if you will, of uh, seven major cities, sports major cities across the country. Uh, this week we're going to be starting in Boston. But, folks, this is where you come into play. We want your vote. We're going to debate. We're going to talk about the best athlete. We're going to throw some names out. Of course, it's it's very, very tough to uh, to include all these people, but there's a poll on our website, not the Nico Empire, but our website, thesportsbrothersblog.wordpress.com, thesportsbrothersblog.wordpress.com. I will put it on our Twitter page. Uh, along with this podcast, so you should can also, vote. We should put the the link um, when it's posted on Nico's site, too. Yes, it will all be embedded in that post. Uh, so please go vote, and uh, hopefully if there's enough votes, then we can kind of finalize it and have that one athlete. Uh, so let's do it. It's on the rubber, the 2-2 hole. Swing and a miss, he struck him out. enjoyed uh that audio bite that i created this past week took a lot of time sam but i think it came out pretty good yeah it did and um i don't think i was very appreciative of it the first time i heard it granted i saw your very different uh text exchange that morning (laughs) well i woke up at like i got home from one of the i don't remember what one of the connecticut tigers games and my plan was to read bry and i i fell asleep at about midnight, and I woke up at one thirty with the book on my chest and the light still on. So obviously didn't get to reading, and I was checking the time, so I hit my phone, and there was a text from you or saying, check your email, blah, blah, blah. And then I listened to it, and I usually am like because, half asleep. Because in the email I said, enjoy the bus ride. Yeah. Uh, let, me know how you, let me know what you think about it. And then you text me that morning saying, I'm not going on a bus. <laughs> like, dude, it's for the, the podcast. I'm like, you're an idiot. I know you're not going on a bus. 
I will be today, though. You will be today. To uh, beautiful Lowell, Massachusetts. Look at that. You can see uh, Alex Oriaki, maybe. No? All right. I want to see Jamal. Jamal Coons McDaniel. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, Adams, Jalen Adams in the area. All right, anyways, let's get to it. Greatest Boston athlete of all time. Now, keep in mind, folks, and when you vote, uh, you'll have to worry about this as well. It can be different, awkward, uh, difficult to vote for one athlete uh, like this because you got guys like Ted Williams, right? Greatest hitter of all time, but has nothing to show for in terms of rings. Did not win a World Series during his Boston tenure. But then you got Bill Russell, who's got 11. So it's that's where it kind of gets a little tricky, but we'll try to work through it. So the six names that Sam Knight will throw out there, Ted Williams, outfielder for the Red Sox, 19 seasons, uh, 19-time All-Star. You got David Ortiz, arguably the best designated hitter of all time, many clutch hits for the Red Sox in, in the 21st century. Patriots quarterback Tom Brady, Larry Bird, Russell, and for the Bruins, Bobby Orr. So, Sam, who do you think is the best Boston athlete of all time? Well, you're going right out on the spot and throwing me under the bus, huh? There you go. See what I did there? See what I did there? That was good. Um, You know, I think I'm going to go with Larry Legend. Really? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big Larry Legend fan. Um, well, we do have his poster. He's right there. We do. Look at Larry Legend, and it says Larry Legend. I mean, just I love – I love watching the old clips of Larry Bird, and, and those Celtic teams were just so good. And he was the heart and soul of those Celtic teams. Yeah, the towel wave on the bench, and uh, three-time NBA champion, two-time NBA finals, uh, MVP, league NB, NB, N, league MVP <laughs> three times. Good and, thing you got to call a baseball game today. Uh, well, you should have heard me talking yesterday before the game. It was a mess, and I... He just, I don't know, he did it all. He was the heart and soul. He he could score, he could defend, he could shoot, uh, could pass. Just a, just an unbelievable talent, uh, obviously. Uh, averaged as many as 28.7 points per game. Uh, never averaged less than uh, 19.4. I mean, I don't know. When I think Boston Celtics basketball, the guy that comes to mind is Larry Bird. I know Bill Russell won the 10 rings, and a lot of it might be I'm further removed from Bill Russell, but going with Larry Legend. You know, I told you this before the podcast. I said you could you could pick Ted Williams despite the fact that he has no rings because uh, he's known as the greatest hitter of all time. And if you're known as the greatest hitter of all time, that's obviously impressive, especially because hitting – scientifically, is proven to be the hardest thing to do in sports. Hitting a baseball, the timing of it, the, the amount of time or the lack of time that you have, and for him to hit at such a high rate, a high batting average, hit over 400, not easy. However, I'm not going Ted Williams. You're not. I'm not even going David Ortiz. I'm not even going Red Sox here. And no, Damon Gray, I'm not going Bobby Orr either, although greatest defenseman of all time. He's certainly. Have you ever watched clips of him? I have. He just... Oh, just, he just goes right up the ice. Yeah, of course. Nineteen seventy, the the famous pitcher. Where he's Have you seen the statue the in front? Have you ever been to the garden? You've been to the garden I've, once with you when we uh, just for that Elite Eight game, the right? Elite Eight, Ohio State Syracuse. Yeah, great game. Did you see the statue though? I don't think we 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 kind of got there late. Remember, we I felt like we were rushing. Maybe or we just went to a different entrance. I remember the the bridge was on our right. Yeah, I think we walked, but I don't know, whatever. Don't but know. there's the statue out in front of the Anyways, party. it's not Bobby Orr, and it's not Bill Russell with his 11 rings. I'm going Tom Brady. Are you? I'm going Tom Brady. You know, Deflategate, I don't care. I mean, this guy, fourth quarter, no one's better than him. And, and I haven't seen anyone that's better than him in, in, crunch, in crunch time. And to go 4-2 and two in the Super Bowl, two losses, obviously, to the Giants, and coming from a Giants fan, what are you looking at? <laughs> you're no you're, – He's handsome. Oh, yeah, he's handsome. He is. <laughs> well, I'm I was... not denying it. Because like, Brian did a great job. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really busy with the Connecticut Tigers stuff. And uh, <clears throat> Brian typed up these great notes. And he has some personality things and da-da-da-da. And just the last one under Tom Brady. He's handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not lying. 
I mean, he's a great looking dude. He is. He really is. But I don't know what that has to do with athlete. Yeah, you know, um, two time. It's probably wears Uggs. That's not in there. Oh, that, I was going to say that he wears Uggs as well. Um, if if you if you're a guy and you can pull off the Ugg look, it's Tom Brady. It's it, it's over. You're oh. done. You have it. Boom, winner. Right. It doesn't matter what he wears. He he just looks handsome. And, <laughs> Ten-time Pro Bowler, uh, and and really just the fourth quarter, it's his. He owns the moment, and we saw it this past February in the Super Bowl. Uh, two fourth-quarter drives, 14 points, come back against the Seattle Seahawks, uh, and I really, really think, Sam, now if, if they had lost that Super Bowl, given three and three, he wouldn't have had one, had a Super Bowl ring since 2004. That would have changed. What are you looking down your shirt? Checking your – I was uh, doing the George Costanza. <laughs> Checking your cleavage? Well, because I had an itch, and then I thought of George Costanzium. I was wondering if you'd, you remember when George thinks he has the man boobs? Cause yeah. They're t- and he does look down. Yeah. A little, little, little shimmy. <laughs> Anyways, if he went 3-3 three and three in Super Bowl appearances, this is a really good start to the segment. It's a brand new, it's a debut segment. We're just laughing. Anyways, um, that would change everything because he wouldn't have had a Super Bowl title since 2004. And it would been kind of one of those things like, what have you done for me lately? But he gets one in the kicker at the back end of his career. And I and against the Seahawks, arguably the greatest defense of all time, or certainly whoa, of, whoa. Of, of, recent, of recent history. Okay. Of recent history. I, Don't throw in all time. I said or. I was, you know, there, there's a. They're the best defense we've seen under the current NFL rules. Yes. There you go. Fair enough. So with that in mind, uh, I don't, I don't think you can go against them. Are there any names we're missing? I mean, I, I've also got uh, Yaz. I've got Pedro, Bob Cousy. You can put John Applejack, Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish. I was pretty much named the Celtics. I mean, the, the list, the Celtics, have, the, I mean, that's the beauty of Boston and the New England Patriots. They've just had so many great players. Really I have. I mean, you, you, could, you could throw Jim Rice in there. He's a Hall of Famer. Um, th- th- you just can keep going and Wade going Boggs. and going. Wade Boggs. Louis Tiant. Louis, just a lot of, but th- none of those guys are in this category. The the guys that you, and the guys that we've highlighted here, I think they're certainly the ones uh, who have lifted themselves to that next level. So you're going, uh, Bird. I'm going Brady. So this is where we need you, folks, big time. Uh, vote for Bird. Vote for Brady. Do something. Uh, and again, you can vote off our. Off, uh, off our poll page, off our website, the sportsbrothersblog.wordpress.com. That'll be embedded into the the post on the Nico Empire. Uh, if you don't want to vote, just comment back on on the Twitter page or or the Facebook page and just say Brady. Or if you think there's somebody else, there is no other category on that poll. If you think that somebody else should be the greatest athlete uh, in Boston history, uh, please let us know. And uh, it's it's up to you folks now. It's in your hands. We'll see where this goes. Yes, we will. All right. I thought you were going to say something <laughs> no. else. No, I, I thought you summed it up good. I think um, might as well jump right to uh, stump the bro. No. No. First, now we got to do a reset. Oh. Okay. MLB update, oh. and then stump the bro. I know you're eager, Sam. You're trailing four to two. You're well, little, this is the Sports you're, Brothers you're, podcast you're, on on the Sports Brothers blog uh, and as part of the as part of the Nico Empire, what what are you my filler now? It's like the SATs. <laughs> <laughs> you have the three, the two selections. Pick the two best that fit the uh, the sentence. And for uh, the rest of the show, it's going to be an MLB update with uh, two NL pitchers. They'll be back today. Uh, and Jerry Depoto, the GM from the Angels, was fired yesterday. We'll talk about that. But Sam, you were in Brooklyn last week. For the Connecticut Tigers. Tell us about it. Well, I was in Brooklyn. <laughs> it's a really interesting field. It's uh, First off, it took about four and a half hours to get there. Traffic? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we get there, and it's a really interesting field. It's it's in Brooklyn. It's on Coney Island. And there's this boardwalk that you walk down, and there's... Your... Explain this boardwalk, Sam. Where have you seen this boardwalk before? Well, I'll get there. All right. I'm not to that part yet. Okay. You sit up in the ballpark. And it's an AstroTurf field. They put in the turf after uh, Hurricane Sandy. 
it got flooded, so they kind of prevent that. But we still managed to have a rain out. Go figure. <laughs> Which was good because we got back earlier. Anyways, you're sitting up there, and it's an outdoor press box. At least where you broadcast from. There is an indoor part, but you're outside, which is great when it's a great, a nice night. When it was supposed to rain like that other night, a little iffy. Gets a little dicey. But you're looking out over on the boardwalk, the ocean up here. You have these roller coasters going in the background. And you hear this music blaring the entire game because they're playing it in the amusement park. <laughs> so you're playing a baseball game, and you got this top 40 Taylor, Taylor Swift song going. Or the national anthem's going, and you got like... Shake it off in the background or something. It's a little bit awkward. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is, but it's it's really cool. And then you get down to the boardwalk, and first off, Nathan's famous hot dogs, way overpriced, four fifteen. They tasted like crap. Really? Yes, I bought two of them. So you're saying Kobayashi pounds down oh, hot dogs? That I are mean, disgusting. I've had them better before, but at the place uh, where they're supposed to supposedly from, no good. Luckily, I had team money that I spent, not my own money. And then the best part was the pier. I'm, right, I'm leaving the stadium to go check it out. I'm walking up, and I turn the corner, and instantly I'm like, that's the pier from Seinfeld. Those of you that are having a tough time, you can hear the music going right now. But this is where both George and Jerry are contemplating their lives. They're Should they get married? Should they not? They're looking at couples around them. They're seeing... Uh, couples holding hands with babies. Sam, did you have these thoughts? Did you say, I got to get married? I did not. Okay. I just was like, I could just picture George sitting there and running through the pigeons, though. It's, it's too bad there was no pigeons around. That no, cool. there were no pigeons around. If there were pigeons, would you have run into them just so they could just fly everywhere? Like, like in the Possibly. Ocean? I became like the official, because most people are there are, you know, I'm walking around by myself because the team's doing their thing, getting ready for the game. So I'm one of the few people walking around by myself. Looked like a, probably a complete loser walking around Coney Island while everybody's with friends or with whoever. I had three or four people ask me to take a picture of them. Really? Yeah, so I was like the, the photo person. I should have started charging. Seriously? Could have made some. Could actually made some money this summer. <laughs> uh, all right. It was, cool, it was a cool little area to go to. It was interesting. You know, the, I've heard about the boardwalk. There's like three or four bars on it. There's not much to it, really. It was kind of. I wouldn't make the effort to but go. If, you only, if, if if someone said, "Do you want to go up to Coney Island for the day?" Leaving from here in the middle of Connecticut, it'd be a quick no. Really? Yes. Wow. I'm not a big New York City fan. You know this. Oh, I know that. It's all about Boston. Shipping up to Boston. Or just suburbia. 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 All right, MLB time to the Diamonds and the Angels. They fire their general manager, Jerry DePoto, after three-plus seasons. Uh, and it's really – it was – it's about time because him and Mike Sosha, the manager of the Angels, uh, tensions were were always, you know – High? High. There you go. Um, <laughs> it's early. Um, not really. Not really. It's 1038 now. Uh, let's see. And, and – it happened Sunday when finally tensions just way over blew and blew up after Sosha and DePoto uh, were talking about scouting analytic information about defensive shifts. So 21st century problem, first world problems. You know whose fault this really is? Who? Joe Maddens. Right. <laughs> of course, it always comes back to him, right? So... Uh, not the best of days in Anaheim. Um, they lost last night to the Yankees 3-1. to one. And uh, Pujols, Albert Pujols, he voiced his displeasure uh, about his emotions, saying that the, that he doesn't like – or the team isn't that good this year. Uh, and he, he, he was shocked that that got out. He was very uh, – he was livid that that got out. Um, but Sam, sticking with DePoto, his big free agents have been Albert Pujols, C.J. Wilson, Josh Hamilton. That's over $350 million. Uh, Hamilton is in Texas now. C.J. Wilson hasn't really had that great of a, a career. He's, he's been 500, or he hasn't been that great uh, for Anaheim. Uh, and, and, of course, Pools, who's leading the AL in home runs this, this year so far. But only one playoff appearance with those with that $350 million. <laughs> not, not acceptable, really. No. I mean, they should have – they definitely should be better. And you can go back. Even This team, they haven't really had many good – Gary Matthews Jr., remember they threw a lot of money at him. They haven't had a lot of success. 
uh, in the free agency market. And I was just talking the other day about how maybe Mike Sosha might be on the hot seat if things don't go well this season. Uh, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. It, you know, it's. I mean, look, he is the longest tenured in. In Major League Baseball, he won the 2002 World Series championship. It might also show you how much input Sosha did have with this front office, or lack of input he had. True. Maybe he wasn't as high on, you know, maybe they didn't value his opinion as much as he wanted. Obviously, the own, maybe the owners didn't know initially or didn't, you know, because the owners are a bit removed from the operations to an extent. So maybe they eventually they realized, all right, yeah, maybe maybe Mike's been right, you know, I don't know. David Freeze hasn't been that great. Matt Joyce has been even worse in Anaheim, uh, and and a couple of years ago, Sam, in twenty twelve, the year that the Angels didn't make the postseason, they acquired Zach Greinke for a couple months, and in that trade, they sent Juan Segura, the shortstop, to Milwaukee. So that could have been, yep, uh, you know, he's he's didn't what two sixty this year, but he's a great defensive player. Uh, and then you look at all, another number, the Angels. They have the worst farm system in Major League Baseball, so they have nothing to look right, to look and, which to. is which is hugely on the general manager. Their own, their only uh, top 100 player, according to Keith Law's top 100 prospects, Sean Newcomb from Hartford, left-handed pitcher. There you go, 17th round. Uh, seven, excuse me, first round, 17th pick, I believe, last year. Two pitch, so two NL pitchers coming off the DL, Sam, both big names. Your boy, Matt Cain, for the Giants, will be making his season debut against Jose Fernandez, also a season debut. So, And they're actually facing each other. So a little bit of an opening day feel in Miami today. And, boy, I mean, I you can only hope that they both come back like they were. Jose Fernandez, just one of the... Oh, he was fun to watch. Unbelievable. You have to hope that he can, you know, similar to Matt Harvey, who's come back and been, for the most part, very successful at... Matt Cain, I, I've always been a huge fan of him, and he's towards the, I'm not saying his career is close to over, but he's definitely on that back half, you would assume. Uh, so probably a little harder for him to come back, but he's always had good stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to both these guys coming back. Tim Linscombe, he's going to go to the DL. First time of, of his career, he's hit by a line driving his elbow in his last start. Buster Posey could miss some time as well as he took a foul ball off his mask or maybe something with concussion. Uh, Matt Moore. He's making his 2015 season de- season debut tonight as well, coming off Tommy John for the Rays. Uh, so three big-time starting pitchers making their debuts today. And lastly, for Major League Baseball, Sam, last night, Carlos Carrasco, no-hitter through eight and two-thirds, couldn't get the last one, cliche. The Butler did it, Joey Butler, line drive single into right center field, no history for Carrasco. Second time in a couple of weeks, the pitchers come real close. Well, Scherzer ended up with the, the no-hitter, but one out away from a perfect game. And also, got to feel bad for that girl on the English national team, the own goal. Oh, yeah. That's – that's uh, What's worse? What's the, what's the worst – you had to go with the goal, right? Just because it's – What was the – What's – Oh, the losing a no-hitter. The, oh, it's, especially at that level. I mean, maybe if it's a regular season game, but I mean – this is the semifinals of the World, World Cup. Cup. Your, yeah. your country's never been this far. I mean, And it, you lose it, on that. It doesn't get much worse than that in sports. No. That's about as heartbreaking as it gets. Um, and how about their, he's, their coach is 32. Pretty young. That's really young for Pretty a – and, and he – I thought I heard him talk about it, and he, he said it great, you know. He said, obviously, we're all devastated, but this is a team here, and we're all going to go pick her up and uh, stay together as a team. All right, Sam, now it's time. Go USA, by the way. First up, the bro. Bring home that World Cup. Woo! It's time to stump the bro. So you're jealous that uh, I lost last week in stump the bro, the, the front edition stump the bro to Mike, because that was the first thing you said to me. When after you listen to the podcast, you go, you lost to Mike and something, bro. Did I? That was the first thing you said. Okay. So that much really avert you because, of course, I'm up four to two right now, and I lo- and I won last summer, seven to five or I don't know something, something like that. But, uh, yeah. So I'll go first. My question to you: Who holds the rookie record for most Dodger home runs? Why are you laughing? 
Les, can I ask you this? Are you serious? <laughs> All right. Well, that's a wrap. That's going to do it for today's show. Um, well, in case you want to know, it's Mike Piazza. Who are your choices? Matt Kemp. Was he on your list? No. Adrian Beltre? Nope. Gary Sheffield? I had him. Who did? You, who else did you have? Uh, Yasiel Puig and Duke Snyder. <laughs> well, I guess. <laughs> well, this is uh. We both got it right. We did. So can we both get a point? Do you want a point? Let's make it five three. All right, just so you can feel good about yourself. That you want that you got the something broke question right when the answer <laughs> was right. In front of you. As soon as you started, I was like, "Ah, oh, it's the same one." The reason why I brought it up was because Jock Peterson has 20, 20 home runs right now for the Dodgers. It's not even the All Star break, so you'd have to imagine if he can stay healthy, he will easily surpass that. And same, he could even up to forty home runs this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, only hitting two forty three, twenty home runs, thirty eight RBIs, but. I don't know what the Dodgers were expecting, but I was certainly wasn't expecting this sort of power out of him. Absolutely not. And he's he's a not he's not six huge. one one eighty five. Yeah, he's not a big dude at all. All sure right, they'd like to see him hit for a little more uh, average. Yeah, more average. Yeah. Well, ninety four strikeouts. That's gonna do it for today's. Quite a few strikeouts. Yeah, that's gonna do it for today's podcast. We are sorry that we couldn't actually have a. Good stuff the row. Anyways, we'll other than Pedro Mart, this doesn't count. But other than Pedro Martinez, who's the only other Dominican Republican pitcher in the Baseball Hall of Fame? In the Baseball Hall of Fame, Fernando. No, that's not. He was Venezuelan. Um, Louis Tiant. Juan Marshall. Juan, Juan Marshall. Marshall. All right. Well, that's going to conclude today's podcast, the Sports Brothers podcast Mike with drop. Sam and Brian Dossler. And there you go. So, once again, uh, please, please vote for the city segment of who you think is the best Boston athlete of all time. Uh, there's a poll that's embedded on this po- on this uh, post right now. It's also on our website, thesportsbrothersblog.wordpress.com. Uh, Sam is off to Lowell, Massachusetts today. Ha- Whoa, he's excited about that. Have a great 4th of July weekend, folks. It's supposed to be good weather on Saturday. So make sure you uh, have some fun and show off those firecrackers. Have a good one, everybody.